Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Oh, hello everyone. We are back. We are back. Roma, they beat Torino 3-2. We also obviously will get to the uh, progression in the Europa League over Feyenoord very quickly before getting to all of that. A thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, David Martinson, and of course to all of our other wonderful patrons. If you would like to join, patreon.com slash Roma Press, and of course the video version of the podcast you can find on YouTube uh, at Roma Press. Uh, that is also where you can find us on all of the usual social media platforms. We greatly appreciate everyone's support, uh, not only on the video podcast, but Twitter. Uh, Facebook, all of that good stuff. Um, just the engagement that we have with everyone. It's, it's still just astonishing that this many people even care about Ice Roma, let alone uh, 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 engage with a, a website and a Twitter account. Just It's overwhelming at times. So thank you. Uh, the reason we were gone last week, it, it was entirely my fault. Um, we mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast, but uh we welcomed my dozenth uh, child to the to the family so we have a substitute off the bench now uh we planned on uh, recording she uh she decided to come uh, just before the second leg against Feyenoord because obviously she you know uh, being a being a daughter of mine she had to she's clearly as depraved yeah, she was as, eager uh, she was eager for the yeah, pain and she was uh, clearly as depraved as all of us are, and you watching this. Yes. Uh, so she needed to subject herself to 120 minutes of a second, like plus a penalty and shootout. And a penalty shootout, yes. In, in, in a Europa First time League. on earth, and you're subjected to a penalty shootout. In a Europa League playoff tie. Um, so she she decided to come right uh, right before then, and we, we ran into a couple of... Uh, I won't say complications, but it didn't go as smoothly as we would hope. But uh, we are home now. All of, I, I know a few of the patrons and the, uh, a few others at social media uh, uh, sent their well wishes. So that is greatly appreciated. And obviously, Andy, you doing all of this stuff in my extended absence, uh, which I thought it would just be a couple of days. It turned out to be a, a bit longer than that. Uh, greatly 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 appreciate all of you and again andy for the help it's uh it's no worries we're, we're are, just counting on 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 all the children to contribute to the assembly line of yeah uh, well yes and um from. it just in a very uh i don't know mature or serious moment there are so few things in like the human experience that whether it be having a child uh i i don't know what would be akin to that but just the it defies just the emotions involved in all of it like you see this little baby and you would do anything for it they, they've been on this earth for all of two seconds you would be willing to lay down your life for uh, for it's just crazy it's a it's a astonishing portion of the human uh part of the human experience and i whether it be having a child or I, I don't know what matches the emotions involved in that, but I hope all of you seriously get to experience it someday because it's just. It's, Are you saying it's not comparable to 
to Pablo Dybala scoring a hat trick or Milos ah, Villar well, hold on. penalties um, on Thursday. I am so glad you brought that up and interjected before I went on some weird tangent okay. about yeah. I, I I don't know like ed- childism or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, tonight, okay, with Pablo Dybala, we we saw okay. You and I have talked about it ever since he came to Roma last season. Every time he falls, I have mentioned it, you have mentioned it, are assholes, okay? It is is completely uncontrolled. Every time you see him fall, like your asshole just clenches up. And this is why tonight. Because when the guy is available and healthy, oof. I, I mean, he, when he is on, and he is healthy, which you would think for most of the time, not even being on or in the form, okay? You would just think being healthy, being fully available. For most players, that is the easiest part of it. Whereas for Paulo Dybala, I, I, one could argue that is the biggest question mark and the most difficult. However, when he is able to do that, my goodness, he is well worth the price uh, of admission. He is well worth the broken ankle that you got on your way to the Olimpico. Uh, uh, well worth the uh, 45 minutes. You probably had to wait to get uh, a taxi to get you within uh, mild walking distance of the stadium. I, I, I mean, that is why we put ourselves and subject ourselves, you know, to, to watching him fall down each time and, and just having some spasm somewhere in our body. Tonight is why we have those involuntary muscle reactions because we would get completely, completely have moments like tonight stolen away from us. I, I, I mean, he carried Roma tonight. I, I think even beyond Paolo Dybala, there were a lot of things tonight that I liked. There were a, a few that I didn't. Obviously, Roma, Duvan Zapata, it doesn't matter. Of course, this Manolas uh, is getting uh, essentially bodied um, uh, in, in, into oblivion, whether he is there or not. The guy somehow death, taxes, goal against Roma. It, it, he just does that. Um I, I am still, it's difficult to find the words for Paolo Di Paola because if you got this from him, just not obviously a hat trick every single time, but man, the, the quality he possesses, he and Romelu Lukaku relative to the rest of the team is so frighteningly high. I, I mean, the gap between those two and then the rest, it, it, it's massive. It is massive. But... This is why you pay them, though, yeah? I, I mean, you pay Paolo Dybala what you pay him to do what he did tonight, as you do with Romelu Lukaku. Sure. Um, Big-time so players, it, entertainers. Well, Romelu Lukaku still has something to answer for, given his performance against Feyenoord on, on Thursday. But, uh, so it, I think... The, the, and Paolo Dybala, big-time player with um, in Budapest, big-time player today because the stakes... You know, we were pretty high today, and once Torino yeah, ever- equalize, it's not good. And no, I don't well, hold know on. How- People wanted to give me shit because um, ever since Jose Mourinho was sacked, um, one of the things that I, I, I'm just going to assume it was primarily his supporters uh, have given uh, me a lot of stick for was I have been saying, 
this is a crucial league match for the past m- month and a half. Okay, and they were saying, well, no, it's not. You're still within a few points of fourth place. With this team, okay, you you can be within touching distance to completely out of it in such a short span, okay? The line, that line is so narrow with this team. And when you have a team who has struggled so mightily as they did early in this season, you have to make up for it now. So yeah, yeah, every match is is crucial, particularly when you have Bologna firing on all cylinders, when you have Atalanta playing somehow even without the bangs, but portion this season, well, with a different potion, I should say at least, uh, playing so well. You, yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is crucial. I, I, I think it's crazy, man. I, I, I think it's crazy to think otherwise. No, I, I mean it is not as if uh, it, it, it's Roma, uh, you know, uh, running a one-horse race for this uh, fourth and final Champions League no, place. No, the, 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 and the, and the cha- the standings are constantly changing. You're always yes. on your toes. Right. I mean, we're we're talking about a team that needs time to figure itself out, but then they are constantly dependent also on others' results. Yes. Tonight, Roma win against Torino, and it's an important uh, win. It's a tough, resilient display, especially in those final minutes where you clearly yes. suffer, where there is pressure on you, but you're fighting for your life because Serie A this year is very consistent in its mediocrity. You know, I mean, there's Inter and then there is everybody else. And there yeah. are a few surprises yeah. such as Bologna. Who, but but Torino as well. Torino were one of the more consistent sides lately. They were in form. They were coming off a really good performance against Lazio. This is only the they, second loss of 2024. Yeah. yeah. After after losing to, to Lazio last week, being pissed off because they may have deserved better. And... Torino are always a pain in the ass. Juric is one of the always. most pain in the ass coaches since that farewell game with with Totti. Uh, just one of the most <laughs> diabolical managers that you could possibly encounter in Serie A. So, all in all, you know tonight is that notwithstanding having spies uh, at yeah, that's, uh, you can get into that because that's uh, that's so funny that it happened it's, even it... last year. To the it same is guy, so the same quintessential guy was Italian football, man. I, I mean, it, 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 it's painful. It, 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 it's painful. That's how quintessential. And Italian nobody addressed it. Did is. you see? Nobody like asked Yorich about it. Nobody <laughs> asked De Rossi about it. It's like, yeah, like one of the collaborators of the opposing team's coach uh, just showed up and spied on what Roma were doing and uh and was in <laughs> last year he was caught playing with a drone over yes. Trigoria which is <laughs> fucking hilarious so you know all in all this tonight was never going to be easy uh Paolo Dybala is the big time entertainer that uh, that we all know and love him for and when he's fit and when he he feels it when he feels important he is important uh but overall Despite the slow start, despite a, a first half that was perhaps not as good as we would have hoped for, um, no. it was nice to to see uh, Chris Smalling back, and it was nice to see a team uh, rally in the second half and and really claw their way to the end. Because usually, Roma are not the team that against this kind of opponent, this nasty, really gritty opponent, 
once that equalizer goes in, a lot of teams would have given up. And mm. tonight, Roma, it wasn't even that they got lucky with Dybala getting that shot off. No, they worked for it. And they worked until the end to bring that result home. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm <laughs> I'm watching uh, De Rossi right now uh, in, in his uh, in his post match interview. It's uh, he's on the zone right now, uh, and he is saying that uh, he he likes he likes to see the suffering. He he enjoys to see them suffer until the very end, um, even though it may kill you. I, I mean, again, our, our cardiology, our respective cardiologists may disagree with that notion. But listen, this, if there is one thing, OK, that they did, I, I would say probably one of their most or at least among their best characteristics, even under Jose Mourinho, this team can suffer. Um, they are comfortable in a way suffering now, as you just said. I think there's a very fine line between the suffering part, but then going to the next stage where the opponent equalizes, that's where the change comes because you can suffer up until then and do relatively well with the suffering part. But once that goal hits the back of the net, I would say that is the part where Roma historically over these last few seasons have always, have always been very underwhelming. I always think of two, uh, I forget what the exact figure was, but when Roma under Paolo Fonseca would go down a goal, their record was just something abysmal. Or or if the opponent would equalize and they would lose a lead, just, again, record abysmal, which, I mean, most teams are not going to have great records when you are conceding leads. Um, but it does say something about their ability or their knack to to pull something out in the end. I agree with you. That first half was very underwhelming. Uh, the penalty, the penalty. Uh, nobody is going to argue that. Um, obviously, the thing that is going to kill everybody is that goal of Zapata. Now, I, I, I do not bet. I am not a uh, big into sports betting, but yeah. um, I mean, if there was ever one thing I would have been willing to bet one of my. Th- you know, thirteen children on uh, uh, <laughs> already uh, at that. You're already that thinking thing. about that. Look at you. Well, well, I, I mean, come on, man. You, even you, you knew Zapata was getting a goal tonight, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> of course. I wasn't yeah, even that's, worried that's about tradition. It's it's either him or Muriel, and Muriel is now <laughs> off to to the MLS, so we're safe from him. But Zapata's still roaming the the pitches of Serie. A. Yes, and I will never forget that match of uh, of his watching him against uh, Costas Manolas. I, I still I, I remember doing the podcast with you immediately yes. after, and just having so vividly in my head watching Zapata. I mean, it looked like something of uh, 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 the late '90s, early 2000s WWE. Like I was watching, I, I don't know, Kevin Nash grab somebody by the neck and just completely outbody them. I was, if you weren't used to Zapata scoring a goal by now, I, I don't know what else to tell you, but, but they came out in the end and they did. I would say too, despite what the scoreline says, okay, defensively, I thought they were 
not bad tonight. The, pro- the problem is the problem with with defensively this year, or at least and especially now with with the Rossi, that the pattern is that you're conceding on crosses, you're conceding mm. on headers, which is something that did not happen last year. And, no, and no. and we lost that. It wasn't. It's not only with the Rossi, but with the Rossi, it's more prominent because there is six of them. Roma with the Rossi have conceded six goals off of crosses, so. That's uh, well, that's that, a worrying trend, especially considering that to, tonight you had Chris Smalling and Evan Dika mm, out there. So guys yes. that are supposedly meant for that kind of uh, man marking uh, on, on set pieces. That is extremely worrying. Um, although I, I will try to counteract your bad with some good. Angelino, man. Yes, I know Spinazzola pulled out a gorgeous cross himself. I feel like Angelino has completed more crosses successfully in these four to five weeks of his being at Roma than Spinazzola has in four years. I am still trying to come to terms with having a left back who can successfully complete a cross. It's it's a welcome change, I will say that. Uh, it definitely, definitely adds a new dynamic, I would say, to the attack, having Angelino being able to whip one in from the left as opposed to having Spinazzola just take it to fend around one-on-one. It's, it adds a whole new wrinkle to the attack of Roma. Uh, I thought that as Moon, I know people will, uh, you will look at his, his game today and you will not be overly impressed. I Here is my thing when it comes to Asmoon, Okay. And I said this in one of my post-match reactions. I forget when, but it was recently. I can't live in a world or live in the country where I had to listen uh, uh, for months and years about Manzukic and Alvaro Morata, two guys who did not score many goals. But I had to hear on Sky Sport, Particularly, okay, oh, with two guys. Was unbelievable. Uh, oh, was... with Mandzukic, man. Mandzukic, there was a whole propaganda machine. <laughs> they, they, they didn't score goals, but, you know, you would have thought he, he found two the cure for cancer, the way they would talk about this guy. And it was most... Um, I, 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 the only name I'm going to mention is Di Marzio was, was renowned for doing this with Mandzukic. And it, it, it still, to this day, it drives me insane. As you just said, it is a propaganda machine, okay? Mandzukic, three uh, three goals uh, in a season, and they're talking about the guy uh, like, uh, uh, I I don't know, like he has a work rate of uh, Gattuso in midfield or something. I mean, the way they speak about him, no goals, attacker who doesn't score much, but hey, he's got a good work rate. And then in the same sentence, I have to hear about how Asmund is just a total flop, doesn't do anything. I can't live in a world, okay? Uh, These two things cannot simultaneously live together if they're yeah, both I, I i i just can't do that so you know what if we're going to live in a world where i have to uh pay some uh just an obscene amount for sky sport and i have to listen to them talk about like that uh talk about manzukic in this way then you know what i'm going to talk about that's moon in this way and even though he didn't get a goal you know what his work rate today superb i have no complaints i i, I have no complaints none um I think he opened up a lot of space for Paulo Dybala, believe it or not. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, my only complaint from tonight is Christensen. And then we had in the patron group chat during the match, uh, some people not like the positioning of Svilar. 
I okay, but so I mean, I I think that I, tonight there are there there is uh, the 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 goals you concede. Uh, one is okay, Zapata does Zapata, but the, the other one is uh, is again a, a mistake and a loss of uh, focus yes. on the part of the team that can be avoided. Um, then you have Chris Smalling back in the starting lineup and playing over seventy minutes, which I I thought was uh, was insane because. We'd seen I him maybe for like ten minutes against Frosinone, so really surprising, but but good, a welcome sight. Renato Sanchez back, so it's the night of the living <laughs> dead, apparently, and we didn't the, know about it. You should have seen, man. The, the, how many people were astonished by that? I mean, I, I I don't know. Maybe it's because you and I write about it every day. Um, just the way people reacted, it was as if uh, somebody who was kidnapped by a cartel had been found. I. Maybe yeah, I was just ignorant to how payroll. long it has he's been since there. we have seen him. He's still there. You know, it's like that Vasco Rossi song. <laughs> you know, io sono ancora qua. And uh, basically talking about his drug addiction. Well, that's pr- yeah. pretty much what we have going on with Renato Sanchez. He's he's there. He's looming in the background. And and uh, and tonight he f- was finally able to make an appearance. So along with Chris Smalling, that is a welcome sight. Um I think tonight, for me, the most important part about this is to to see Paulo Dybala once again reaffirm his status as clearly the play, best player on the team, the, the with, with the most quality. It's undeniable. Yes. And when when he's on, he's on, and he is a difference maker that unfortunately sometimes goes through these uh, spells usually dictated by his physical issues that may compromise his overall performance. Uh, then you had also that initial stretch of games under De Rossi where Dybala was figuring out what exactly he needs to do with this new manager. His role wasn't as central as it was under uh, Jose Mourinho. In the meantime, Lorenzo Pellegrini took over, so he sort of uh, upstaged Dybala. But the thing about this match is this match highlights that you can have both. You can have a team effort mm. because it takes a team effort really to to uh, carry that result home, secure those three points, especially against a, a team like Torino that presses like hell. And also uh, we're on a really good run. And this was for them, it was as much of a must win as, as for you. So yes, that's... And then you also have the brilliance of the individual. Those things go together. The unity of the team, the 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 performance of the team, and the performance of the individual. It's not one or, or the other. That that is what Roma must understand is you can have nights where Dybala goes on a crazy run like that, but that doesn't excuse the team from not showing up. And they showed up tonight. Okay, the, the score line is a bit troubling, but the effort was there. It wasn't like the team fell asleep behind the wheel and, and in the meantime, Dybala took over and, and took it upon himself to to take the game home and, and, and make things happen. Dybala made things happen because that's why you signed Paulo Dybala, but the team was there. The team was there until the very end. The team was there until the very end. I have to give credit to, and I'm sure at least initially once the team sheet came out, the thing I want to give De Rossi for, uh, I want to give him credit for, is, again, this sort of um, tactical flexibility, uh, tactical versatility. As I mentioned, once he was appointed, I, I, I understand 
most probably were not subject to what he did last season in Serie B with Spal. Uh, the track record, okay, was 13 matches, I believe. So it was difficult to understand what to expect. The only thing I had to base my opinion 17 on... 17 matches. With Spal, he was 17. 17. Okay, oh, okay, cup two. So the only... the. The only thing I was able to base my opinion on of Daniele Terossi as a manager was was that handful of matches, okay? so 17 matches in total. So uh, the track record was not long. What I did notice during that time, there were some obvious tactical deficiencies and unwillingness to change some things that he... Uh, it, changing from the way his team was playing to begin the game or begin the half. Um I will give him full, full credit because those two things he has completely put into the bin, at least for now. Uh, he has shown more, more than willingness to change things up at halftime. He's going to take off voice and he is going to, uh, he's going to bring somebody on regardless of, you know, whether we think it's too early or not. Frankly, even tonight, the substitutions, you, 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 I'm sure you saw the group chat with the Patriots. I mean, they are complaining. What is taking so long? What is taking so long? Why not the substitutions? Well, it turns out in the end, he was right. I mean, you can't complain with the result. I have to give him credit, even with going to three at the back. He, in his first, first days as the manager, replacing Jose Mourinho, immediately goes to back four, and we think he's going to remain with this uh, without question. Well, tonight, with the fact that you have pretty much every single person available except for Tammy Abraham, yeah? And, um, um, come on, who is missing? He got ruled out. Uh, uh, Karsdorp, Rick Karsdorp. Right, so right. you you so have tonight, for, yeah well exceptionally uh, for tonight uh, for all intents and purposes it, if we just want to take from beginning of the season to today today is the healthiest Roma have been the entire season today uh, uh, 26 February we had to wait for Roma to have essentially all of their most important pieces available again barring Tammy Abraham so first time first time of the entire season where we have a a, a, a relatively healthy Roma, 26 of February. So six months into the se- more than that, seven months into the season. Or no, wait, I can't do maths. Six months into the season. So y- y- you can't, that is obviously something, by the way, that w- when it comes to Jose Mourinho and the circumstances surrounding his uh, dismissal, I, I, I think, obviously, when we discuss that, that is the sort of context that needs to be brought into the conversation, but we can save that for another day. I think tonight it was interesting to see, based on the fact that he has uh, nearly his entire team available, that he was willing to change some things and show to uh, Torino a different, uh, a different look, a different appearance of Roma, much different than the one that we saw in these recent games against Feyenoord, where they're playing a 4-3-3, a 4-2-3-1 sort of hybrid. Um, I, I absolutely have to give him credit for that because that is not something he was doing. I mean, he got sacked, I think he lasted October to January. So he was not doing this one year ago. So that tells me two things. One, he learned his lesson. Um, and two, he is not so tactically rigid that he is going to force the team 
to adapt to his ways of thinking. He is going to take his way of playing football, but he is also going to take the, the strengths of the players at his disposal and put out what he thinks is the most uh, uh, productive formation and approach for them to get a result. So I, I have to give him credit in, in both of those respects because those were the two things I was most concerned about. And he has shown growth. Sure. And that is the only for thing sure. you can ask for when you have a manager such as this. And, and if, again, we are going to go simply based on results. They have one defeat under him, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one defeat. One one draw, one defeat, seven wins. I, so we're, we're there. And, and it's it's been remarkable. And also tonight was what was remarkable is the complete 180 in the formation. I mean, mm. you know, you, you exactly. You switch to three at the back because you introduce Smalling. You make Smalling, the guy who hadn't started the match since September 1st, start the tonight, and and the whole team has to change because of it. You do it in a in a game that is still must win, is still very important, is still very difficult. So we, yes. we're talking about uh, De Rossi, yes, being sort of bringing that lack of experience and making it the strong suit of the team so far. As in, mm. listen, I... I'm I'm as a coach I'm not as good as you are players right like I'm I I don't have the pedigree I don't have the experience and and we have to make something happen together and he recognizes the versatility of a lot of these players because a lot of these players I'll are well-rounded because they're not exceptional if you're not if you're exceptional you're good at specifically one thing and you're that makes you special with right. with Roma players, they're all a bit well-rounded. They can more or less do a lot of things because they can't really do any of them exceptionally with exactly the exception <laughs> of some of the champions like yes. Paolo Dybala, like Romelu Lukaku on his good day, or even Lorenzo Pellegrini. Those are the three players that really make the difference. Then I still think that some of the like Smalling, man, he's still, he's still your best defender Like yes. when it comes to marking somebody, when it comes to being the rock in the middle of the defense is still he's still the best um so here's hoping that because i think because de rossi also mentioned this the when they asked him well are you going to switch to four at the back he said i'm going to adapt that's mm. good news like it's good news to to exactly to have that kind of flexible mentality because if there is a team that cannot stand rigidity it is this roma this roma is not meant for one way of playing and that's it this roma has to explore ways of making things work because for the most part of the season these things haven't been working right now <laughs> you're right. you're calling the shots you're changing things up you're switching and and it's working it's working you, you know it, it's far from perfect you're you're still unable to sustain 90 minutes of quality football uh you still suffer from the opponent's pressure Sometimes you have trouble building from the back, even though that is now your area of focus. But those are all encouraging signs of a team that is clearly trying things out. And so far, the results have been going in their favor. Oh, absolutely. And beyond that, too, I think, again, I, I don't want to harp on this because anytime you bring this up, it, it, it just naturally it turns into... A view on the team now versus how they were one month ago. I I I am still struck by the fact at how um 
motivated these guys look to respond to Derossi? They, they they almost look as if they they are out to prove a point, and I find that very interesting because not that they weren't motivated under Jose Mourinho. But the more we go on, uh, I know you mentioned this in one of the episodes uh, not long thereafter, after uh, following his exit uh, from Roma, there were reports. And if if you ask it to a couple of the players just off the record, I mean, they will mention it, but it's not an over it's not an overriding factor, in my opinion, as to what led to his exit. The way of playing, the more I watched him play with Terossi. And I think of that report saying, oh, well, some players, you know, they really don't like this football of Jose Mourinho, this uh, this defensive style, this more passive style of football, playing on the counterattack. I have to say, as each game goes on, I, I, I begin to give more credence to that report because, man, regardless of what they see, even, even if they talk to me off the record, yeah, well, it, that had some part to play in it, but really that was not the biggest one. It's difficult for me to believe that now when I when I watch him play as I did tonight or I watch him play uh, even against Feyenoord in, in the second leg, okay? And, and the first leg, frankly. You cannot tell me, okay, that we are seeing the same level of application, effort, uh, motivation from these players. And again... Because they are freer. Be- they are freer. They they look... They look freer. Yes. In, in the, on the pitch, they look like... I even think they have more responsibilities now, but they're more, they're better suited for them. Mm. A lot of these players had to do a lot under Mourinho. Say like Paredes. Paredes was called into action to do a lot, but Paredes half the time had no idea to to what extent he needs to do what. With (laughs) with Derossi, he knows exactly where to be what he as how far can he go up the pitch what his duties are exactly in transition in possession i mean th- that's the key right there is is you can have tasks you can have responsibilities but they can be better suited for you and then you play with a much more uh, open approach and you you feel the whole team just moves differently breathes differently that's been the case for roma right now that's what's been working and for me the the main thing and the sort of the main difference is to see the rossi how he speaks about brighton the rossi is now with roma having drawn brighton uh, a few days ago in the europa league round of 16 the rossi has done nothing but talk of brighton as this model that Mo- he yes. is extremely intimidated by and would like to in the future even replicate a glimpse of it <laughs> Um, that is like the complete 180 of what what would have taken place with Mourinho there being asked about this because Daniele De Rossi just mentioned your favorite statistic. Daniele De Rossi just mentioned in in his post match press conference on an XG. He mentioned XG when talking about Brighton. He mentioned this statistic that is... When was the last time you ever heard the manager of yeah, Iceland Roma mention That XG. is the statistic that is hated by every single Mourinho fan. And probably by, the way, by Mourinho Zeman would have had his seventh heart attack <laughs> if you ever had mentioned to him 
about the XG or probably yet, even uh, conceded XG. But didn't he have a heart attack recently? So maybe somebody well, yeah, mentioned it to him. That's why. That's why I said. <laughs> that's seven. why. Yeah. That's why. Um, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, that just goes to show you that Roma with the Rossi by appointing the Rossi, they decided to go a completely different way. I'm not saying we're seeing it right now. I'm not saying that this team is now a well-oiled machine that is doing everything right. No, they are. They're not. Tonight, you concede goals that you shouldn't concede. Um, you're slow in the first half. You allow perhaps Torino to get. Uh, at you a little bit too much um, but what 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 De Rossi is saying about Brighton, what De Rossi is saying about the Zerbi, what De Rossi is saying about his ideal vision of Roma makes you believe that this team was uh, is now leaning towards this is now leaning towards adopting that kind of mentality uh, a much more liberating approach mm. to 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 the game um because he says i love i love suffering yes i love suffering but it, it it's not about that it's not about it ha- you have to kill it when you when you have a, a chance you have to play to win and not you you don't you can't play to suffer so that is his idea is to put roma in pos- in a position to not suffer to be able to maintain some some kind of lead that allows the team to be more relaxed because he knows fully well the kind of team that he's dealing with. His team is he's dealing with a team that uh feels the pressure. And I think that's why he's impressed with despite with how the match went is that Roma still managed to keep it together in those final minutes. Uh especially after Thursday night which was another grueling experience yes. a lot out of you and tonight i thought if there is a uh, i don't think there is a worse opponent than torino no a few games a few a few days after the game on thursday yeah i mean a team as you said i mean the intensity that they play with i, I mean Juric will never be mistaken for champagne football but what you will get is just a team that plays with their foot uh all the way to the floor uh with their pe- the pedal all the way to the floor for the entire the entirety of the match. They are a complete, complete pain in the backside to face. Um, you mentioned Brighton. Before we go, what is your early read on that? I, I mean, again, did Zerbi, so we, even if you don't watch a Premier League, it's did Zerbi. We already have uh, an idea of the way they are going to play. I Yes, it's the Premier League. Yeah, blah 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 blah. They, they should still win. Yeah, they should progress. Listen, I I I wouldn't go as far as that. I wouldn't go as far as saying they should. Perhaps due to their experience in the Europa League, they should. Based on who they are as a team this season, I don't I don't see that as uh, as a requirement. I don't see them as favorites. Of course, this mm. is Brighton's first appearance in the Europa League. They're new to this Roma. In their uh, interviews, the players have highlighted numerous times how this, the fact that they've been through it, that they've won, that they've 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 conquered, and and they went to the Europa League final last year, that helps. That is an additional booster. But we're talking about, I think, two teams between two guys, one of whom is almost like a mentor to the other. De Rossi even spoke about how the uh, Zerbi, after the sacking at Spal. He gave him a lot of books, a lot of data to study, to become better, 
to you know almost really like a mentor so both teams are trying to have fun and both teams are trying to win by having fun because both teams are dealing with uh i i mean limit again limited rosters brighton is the model that now everybody follows it's there there they're one of those teams that everybody keeps a keen eye on, regardless of what they do. Um, there are there are people that don't like it. There are people who consider it almost like a religion. De Rossi considers the Zerbi's football like a religion because that's the model he would like to emulate on the pitch. Um, so I think, first and foremost, it's going to be entertaining. But I do not think... I think the intensity in England for the return like will put you in difficulty. So you have to make the best of the first leg being at the Olimpico. That is definitely something that we yes. have to watch out for. Can this team not concede uh, in England? We we will we, we will have to live to tell the tale. But so far, I think it's just a good matchup from a purely neutral perspective. I think it's a really good tie. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, if we want to talk about a 180 degree opposite, okay, type of match, like from saw, Roma Real uh, Sociedad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. even again, uh, uh, Bayern Leverkusen. Well, no, because uh, Bayern, no, because we're talking about Roma and Real Sociedad, two teams who are not who are playing similar. Bayern Leverkusen played the opposite of Roma. Bayern Leverkusen oh, no, played no, no, real no. football. No, I, I, I'm just Brighton I, I and Roma. I think are a better like, matchup stylistically than anything we've had in recent years you know like the two teams on in the way of the interpret football are much more aligned than anything else before I that was it was always referring to the build up uh, to the build up I, I mean at least now when you build a match of Brighton versus Roma, there there is a much different feel to it. The uh, the, the Roma of Jose Mourinho than the Roma of uh, Daniele De Rossi. And I also have to laugh, by the way, because you you just mentioned Bayer Leverkusen. I think they had twenty seven shots uh, in Germany in that second leg. Yes. Um, tonight, tonight, uh, Torino had something like twenty one, right around twenty shots. Am I? Let me just double check that because uh, we have, of course, Juric lamenting the fa- Oh, no, they had 14. See, I don't know what the hell I'm talking of. Uh, they had 14 shots. And uh, Juric on the zone, he is saying, uh, or at least they are replaying it now. Um, he's saying, well, we had almost 40 shots over these two matches against Lazio and Roma. Uh, I, I don't know how we don't win. I don't know how we don't win. Um. Uh, the the typical uh, quantity, not quality, sort of argument. Because if we look at the XG tonight, Torino's was far inferior to Roma, um, and that is a sort of mindset I love from people. It's you know, there well, I asked Scarlett Johansson twenty two times to go on a date with me, and she still said no. Uh, how many more times do I need to ask? Fifty? It's like, well, no, no. I I, I mean. W- so what? You created 40 shots. Again, you're actually tonight under uh, uh, under 0.75. I mean, be serious, man. Um, I, I, I just hate that sort of mindset. 
So wait, you are not going to make a prediction then because we can at least clip it out no, and put I something actually, on no, YouTube no. for people to... Uh, uh... We're not going to get any clicks. I, I think we've abandoned that prospect. I think... Uh, <laughs> I think listen, honestly, I just... I just I'm, I'm happy for the tie. I don't know. It's the, it's the first time that I'm genuinely looking forward to like a tie without being necessarily worried about what it means because I think mm. it's... First the spectacle foremost, of it, yeah? Yeah, it's going to be entertaining. Yes. I mean, the, finally, for a change, instead of going into it with like this culture war mentality of, you know, I mean, if Mourinho was being asked of what the Zerbi brought to football, I think that would be making the headlines. What De Rossi has <laughs> to say about that doesn't make the headlines because it's just two buddies. I mean, their daughters go yes. to watch Roma games in London, you know? So uh, the, the energy will be completely different and perhaps the focus will be actually on on the football that is played on the pitch rather than all the noise outside of it. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more, at least particularly from a neutral standpoint. This will be one of the few ties where um, the, the, the actual football, the tactical portion of it, will be intriguing, at least to the neutral. Um, again, this is something that, and that's, not again, not even mentioning the storyline of Tzitzarbi, uh, Terasi, um, I am looking forward to this. It, it is one of the few times where I, I, I don't feel stressed by it. And frankly, I don't even find myself saying, well, should Roma put it into the bin and just worry about top four? I, Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I mean. I, exactly. It, like whatever it, happens, it, happens. At this point in the season, I think it, to the Europa League, and especially as I said, I mentioned earlier, with De Rossi's entrance, the objectives had to change. The, the focus, I do not think, is on Europa. So Europa is like mm. an added bonus with De Rossi in charge. I absolutely, absolutely agree. I, I, I'm Again, I'm not going to say put it into the bin. We know top four is the objective. Whichever path you have to take to get that, you have to do it, whether it's Serie A, Europa League. I, I couldn't care less, but I just hope they stay on this path. This is... I don't think anybody with a honest face can say to you they would have expected this sort of response so quickly after the dismissal and the exit of Jose Mourinho. Um, at some point, this sort of uh, fairy tale, should we say, this sto- the, this uh, uh, this romantic sort of storybook reunion with Daniele De Rossi in Roma, it will end as all good things do in football, but uh, let's enjoy it. I mean... As I said, it's a 180 degree turn in terms of the entertainment value uh, versus what you got with Jose Mourinho. And I know every single Jose Mourinho stand will come at me and say, well, look at all the things he won with Roma and got them their first trophy. I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing that whatsoever. I am just saying that this is a it's a nice change up. No, I, I, I mean. It's yeah, better than good, no, uh, suffering and having to and, watch that shit complain. we saw no, no, at San Siro, man. I can't complain. I can't complain. It's, okay. Uh, All right. Well, we will be back later in the week. Until next time, ciao.